یہ انٹرنیشنل گیم ہے اس میں دماغ سے کھیلا جاتا ہے غصے سے نہیں half a season yeah um, and but it did not make a, you think AC Green yeah AC Green is a pretty special player too I believe he's come to India as well right he's been to India he's uh, he's uh, I think he's done uh, he, he's been for some court inaugurations in uh, in Chennai in Mumbai I feel mm-hmm. um, and uh, great great Laker winner and uh, well known basketball virgin That's right. That's right. I, I hear you have a story. I do have an ACP story. Um, I, was, I, I was contacted um, several years ago by, by AC... I don't know if she was an agent, but like, just like a representative for AC Green mm-hmm. who wanted me to help out with, with his website. It was really random out of the blue. <laughs> but it was just because like, she, she, she was of Indian origin okay. and uh, she didn't know anyone in the industry, so she found like, an Indian basketball person. Oh, so, well, so she found me. Let's put um, India and basketball together. Maybe they'd find yeah. Uttarshan this time. We can interview Jesse <laughs> Green. <laughs> so uh, that, that would be awesome. Or maybe not after I tell the story. But like... <laughs> uh, no, so, so I thought like, you know, it's, it's his basketball website. I was like, cool, great. Like, I, I, this is a fantastic opportunity. It turned out to be AC Green's, um, AC Green's official camp mm-hmm. uh, website. Okay. where uh, he is he, he is basically the the point of this camp is AC Green talking about abstinence oh wow that was the whole, like so if you guys don't know AC Green famously uh, this podcast is about to turn adult uh, <laughs> AC, AC Green famously uh, did not have sex during his NBA career or or he claimed not to uh That was his whole deal. He's, he's a religious person and he just didn't want the distractions, I guess. Um, and um, so that's what now he preaches. He preaches abstinence among young people and he wanted that to be the website. And I had to politely decline. I was, I, I don't really, I'm not really down with abstinence. So. <laughs> uh, that's my AC Green 45 story. Nothing to do with what else we're going to talk about in this podcast. <laughs> That, that's it. That was a great, great uh, foot to get off on. <laughs> no pun intended. Question uh, okay. after dark. <laughs> Let's get back to regular hoop question topics, um, and that is of course Indian basketball. So we don't have too much to to say before we get on to the onto a very NBA playoffs focused edition of hoop question. Uh, yes. What What's the single piece of news that we have, Karan? One big news actually is that um, the NBA has launched a basketball school in Mumbai, which is like the first basketball school that I think they have anywhere in the world with, with like the NBA label on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's a normal school for like 6 to 18 year olds, but it's got an NBA curriculum where you, be, you, you focus on 
being a basketball player while focus, focusing academically. And uh, if you're really good, then you get recruited for the NBA Academy, uh, which is just for the el- the top elite players. Okay. So they just opened the school. I think the it's it's on um, it's it's with the what's the school in Bombay that they're working with? Um, let me get back to you on about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the Jamna Bhai Nursery School in 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 Ville Parle West in in, mm-hmm. in Bombay. Uh, man, these kids are so lucky, Kaushik. That's like, yeah. they, <laughs> they have they have an NBA school option now. I thought like these two things were not meant to like mix each other, but exactly, that's, that's, wasn't basketball like the the the, the time pass? Uh, yeah, the and thing now you it's... run away from school and play or or something like that. But this is pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it's it's actually great to hear that it's the first one in the whole world to be like this. So. Uh, the NBA is betting pretty big on on Indian talent. I imagine. Yeah, um, and they're gonna open a few more uh, around India. It'll be great. It'll be great. Just sets up that that funnel for the first real Indian to be playing in the NBA, and you know what we'll be having in that when that happens, Karan. Well, always butter chicken all day. Butter chicken party, the greatest butter chicken party <laughs> of all times. It's it, it 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 is interesting, like the amount of um, interest and that that they are putting in in developing the Indian market. Um, how soon before the first player comes? You know, like that's uh, there there a lot of there a lot of marbles into it. But unless I feel like culturally, the grassroots of India start caring about basketball. Yeah. Um, I don't think you can just manufacture NBA. The NBA is too damn good. Like, I, I, you know, a lot of people just believe that. You know, it's you know it's, since you see these guys up there, it might be you know you it, like it's easy to get up to there, but it's not like it's you get 450 of the world's absolute best players, and you know 99.99 percent of basketball dreams are shattered. So you really have to be some somebody special, and you have to start super early in your life and be passionate about the game. So it's I like that there's that's that structure is being built. Yeah, but um, and I want to see more grassroots structures like that for, for basketball in India, not just the NBA, just pure pure basketball. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Although I have to say, if that first person ever who gets into the NBA and plays, um, no no dissing Satnam here, but like if if a real uh, Indian NBA talent happens, that person's getting Zaza Pachulia into the All Star game. Oh hell yes! <laughs> <laughs> Or should I say yeah, Yao Ming into the All Star game? That that's the true OG, right? Yeah, yeah, Yao. But Yao, to be fair, like deserved it half the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, whereas, um, not saying Zaza didn't deserve it, but it was a more contentious yeah. Yeah, pick he didn't than Yao. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So now that we've got that out of the way, um, who do we have on today to speak about NBA playoffs? We, uh, well, we're gonna have a. a a very, very knowledgeable and experienced young basketball expert, uh, Ekam Nagra of Ball Don't Stop, which is one of the fastest growing basketball media outlets on earth. Uh, you guys need to follow them and we're going to have him on uh, for a conversation to preview the playoffs straight away. I'm so excited to welcome Ekam Nagra to the Hoop Dashan podcast. Ekam, how are you doing, man? I'm good, guys. Thanks for having me here. So I'll just introduce Ekam a little bit and please correct me if I get anything wrong, man. Uh, Ekam, I think, uh, so So you told me you're, um, uh, you are, uh, uh, you're very, very closely tied to your culture and, and you're an Indo-Canadian Sikh. Um, yeah. 
But what you're most popular for is that you are the founder and CEO of Ball Don't Stop, which is one of the fastest growing basketball media outlets in the world. Um, yes. If you guys, if you guys don't already follow Ball Don't Stop, you should. They, they cover NBA basketball, high school pro and basketball, and um, you, you guys have a performance training branch. I think there's over 300,000 fans worldwide. Um, you guys also organized a Battle at the Border event in Vancouver. A couple, uh, was it last year? Yeah, we did that in this past summer. Um, it's probably like the biggest prime game in Canadian history. Uh, Jamal Crawford was there. He brought a Seattle team and uh, they took on some of the best guys from Vancouver, which is where I'm from. And uh, it was a really big game. There was about 2,500 people there. Um, Satnam Singh was there. We brought all the Indian people associated with the NBA and made sure to represent our community on that night as well because it was such a big night for Canadian basketball. Yeah, and uh, and you guys got started in a short uh, film project with Satnam too, didn't you? Yeah, we did. It's called The Grind. Uh, it's going to be picking back up this um, in about a month from now. So when he begins his off-season training with us again, we're going to start shooting more episodes and it's going to be way more in-depth. Uh, so before we sort of get into the NBA stuff, why don't you tell me a little bit about Ball Don't Stop? Like, wh- what was the genesis of of this project? So back in 2013, my um, my playing career had kind of just come to an end. Um, here in Vancouver, I was like, had opportunity, you know, redshirt at some colleges, and I didn't take it um, because when I started this, it blew up pretty fast, and I, and my passion kind of transitioned into this, into writing, into into stuff like that and, and teaching younger kids the game and and just knowing everything I knew from a young age about basketball and putting it all together into one big brand and one big, you know, media hub and and you know, it was one thing after the other and it just all clicked at once and, and that's how it kinda just blew up and I knew that this is what I was gonna do. And now we have you know, we have a good a good amount of staff running all all the uh, daily operations, um I oversee everything, and it's become it's become one of the fastest growing media outlets in 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 the game right now because we got we got access to you know majority of the big name NBA players. We've done some of the biggest interviews with all these guys, all these guys that I grew up looking up to, you know. So and that was a cool thing for me. And now you know we we began doing stuff like the Battle at the Border game and. It just kind of it just kind of worked really well, man. Our following grew. People liked our content, and and it just it's just one of those things that just really clicked right away. So, uh, what has been the or, or what was the seminal interview for you so far? Where you know you stopped being a professional and you were a fan, or I mean, or you uh, had to sort of uh, toe that line between like holy shit, like this is my icon here. Allen Iverson. Of course, of course. <laughs> Because Allen Iverson is um, Allen Iverson is like the Michael Jordan of our era for me, yeah. um, you know, a cultural icon, obviously. But he influenced so many kids from my era, and I'm only 24. But so I grew up on on AI, and like we were obsessed with him growing up. We wanted to dress like him, talk like him, you know, act like him, everything. And and he just had that swagger. Um, he was small. And then when I got to sit with him and have an interview one-on-one, for a moment, I was just, like, lost. I was like, wow. <laughs> like, I lost the professionalism for, like, 10 minutes, I'd say. And he was cool about it. But after it hit me, I was like, man, that was that was AI. Like, I had posters of AI in my room when I was a kid. And 
Yeah. Here I am sitting with him. That video actually has a lot of, I think it has close to 800,000 views now too. So that That's was great. my, that was always my favorite project. It was crazy how that kind of just, like my favorite player just kind of took me off. To, he doesn't know it, but for me, <laughs> like that, that, that kind of stuff took us off. So that was the one guy, yeah. I was starstruck. Kobe a little bit as well, but by then I was so, I was so deep in the game at that point. Well, it's it's interesting and like and this will sort of help um, you know Koshik transition into our more current NBA talk. If AI played now, he would actually be even more dominant. I feel just the way the yeah. rules are. You know, the handshake yeah, rules yeah. have changed. Yeah, I tell I tell everyone that all the time. Like I think he'd be like Russell Westbrook, but he was like a combo. He had Westbrook and Curry. He had the touch, and then he had the explosiveness. So. I think if you put him in now, he'd be getting to the line even more. And he got to the line a lot then. So, yeah. and 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 the fact that like the game moves at such an open pace now. Like there was teams that he'd run into in his prime, and they just lock you in the half court, and it'd be a slow game. The score yeah. would be like 75, 85, 95. Nowadays, if you put him with the right coach like Mike D'Antoni, can you imagine oh, what he'd man. be putting up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was he he was. Uh... In his time, he was sort of three steps ahead of everyone else. Like now, he there's all, there's a bunch of point guards now. You know, like John Wall, mm-hmm. Westbrook, mm-hmm. who who are super quick on the ball. Mm-hmm. But in AI's heyday, it was just him, and then everyone else was like one rung below. Exactly. I think these guys now are a product of AI. Yeah. Um, all these guys, like every single top point guard you see in the league, is technically a scoring point guard. Yep. And. And that was what AI was. So you look at the influence he's had even on-court-wise, I think that's really underrated. Um, Westbrook's going to be MVP because of things that AI did, you know, score the ball um, and take a game over. No, You never saw a punk guard do that. And same thing with uh, Derrick Rose back in 2011, MVP. You never saw a point guard take the games over till AI did it. And then Steph Curry, like, averaged 30 a game last year. Yeah. So... I think he had an effect on everyone. Ekam, huh. you you mentioned a bit of a spoiler there. I was going to talk to you about MVP and your thoughts, but I think we'll get to that oh. in, in a bit. But to to start yeah. off the the broad theme of this podcast, but why we have you here is to discuss the NBA playoffs, which are almost upon us, about uh, about a few days away. Uh, so yeah. Do you think do you think you can confidently say? Who the two finalists would be this time around? <laughs> um, it looks like it's going to be Golden State and Cleveland again, man. Yeah, the way it's looking. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think I think I, I would agree with you, and I think Karanen has discussed this on previous episodes. So it feels like it's it's those two uh, at it right now. Are you at all worried, Ekam, about what Cleveland's looking like in in the last month or so? They've not been up to their <laughs> crazy standards. Do you think it's just like they're waiting yeah, to yeah, yeah. turn the switch uh, on? At first, I, at first, I was like, "They just—it's LeBron. He's gonna turn the switch on when he wants to." But then, I keep looking at the scoreboard and, and the standings. And like last week, I'm like, "Wow, another one, another one." And then they lost yesterday to Atlanta yeah. in a close one. I'm like, "Wow, this—they're not looking sharp right now." Um, but then I look at the East, and I don't think anyone can beat a focus LeBron James. That's right. And uh, what about the West? Do you think uh, who do you think the biggest contender to Golden State? is honestly and people laugh at me when i say this i think it's still the clippers because i think they just have the pieces and if all those pieces come together and they win and they steal a game or two and an injury or two or something happens i think they have a chance of taking it 
if if anyone out of all those teams can, I think it's the Clippers. I don't think the Spurs have that. I still don't think Kawhi can single-handedly take a game over in the playoffs. But I think the Clippers have enough pieces overall to, you know, cause, even though they got blown out by the Warriors, you know, pretty bad this year in all the games they had. But I just think that, you know, things happen in the playoffs and things happen in the Western Conference a lot. So if anyone, I think it's dumb. But I, I don't think they'll do it. But if anyone, I think it's dumb. Do you agree, Karen? I I have no faith in the Clippers, man. <laughs> they've been they've been blown out by Golden State what eleven straight times. Okay, not blown out, but yeah, yeah, yeah. they've lost. Just a reminder to all of us listening. Uh, Karan's a Knicks fan, so he has the most faith that anyone in the universe does. <laughs> exactly, I've been through a lot of shit, so <laughs> and I know and I know when not to trust teams, and there's. And there's like a stench around the Clippers, man. I, I don't know what it is. It's just... They, they, I know, I know. I, they smell I suspicious. I, I might be a little... I, yeah, I might be a little biased because of Crawford, but... Um, of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, 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 the thing is, like, he can... he can, Not even him. It's just like... If you look at that team on paper, they're supposed to be the second best team in the West. Yeah. He, I think I think he so. He balls out like what? He's he's turning twenty one next year. That's he's t- he's, like, he's turning he's turning thirty eight next year. <laughs> <laughs> he just he looks like he's turning twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Uh, and, and any any other um, sort of you know storylines that have caught your eye from the uh, either conference he, so far? Houston, Houston, like what they've done with. Um, James Harden and Mike D'Antoni, what they've done is they've recreated what Phoenix once had, and they've took it they took it to another level. Like they scored 135 points on Sacramento yesterday, like it was nothing. And I think if they can, if they can get the right type of games going in the in the in the in the playoffs, they might even be able to shock someone. But I love what they've done. I love how far they got. But I don't know if they can beat the Warriors in a seven-game series. Yeah, that's that's the same feeling I've got about Houston as well. I feel like if it was a one-game uh, playoff, yeah, then they yeah, have yeah, the yeah. best chance to defeat Golden yeah. State. But yeah. over seven days, if it's uh, seven games, it's it's, it's just hard. Uh, what even they, a, even a five-game, even like a five-game, yeah. they could have took something. But yeah, seven is tough. That's right. Uh, what about the East? Or who do you think is the best possibility to be facing Cleveland in the in the fi- Eastern Conference Finals? Um, the East is, the East is, uh, like the East, the, the bottom of the East where you look at like seven, eight, nine, I think it was Indiana, Miami and Chicago are there or how That's is right. it? Yeah. Yeah. So see, I think, I think a lot of this, I, I, I wouldn't want to see Indiana if I were Cleveland or Boston cause they got Paul George and Paul George can single handedly take a game over. He's just that guy. So I like, I wouldn't be surprised if. You know Toronto. That's my home 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 team technically because they're the only Canadian team. But I think I think Toronto is going to see them again in the Eastern Finals. So I like the Raptors a lot this year. I yeah. I, I I love what they did at the trade deadline. I mean, get, get, getting Ibaka and PJ Tucker. Yeah. Um, they played really well without Lowry, and now Lowry's back. I I mean, I feel uh, to me they they have the best balance of um offense and defense and then and i mean sort of to face uh to face somebody like cleveland 
and yeah. they can really be versatile they can go big and small so like right. they, they can they can go the traditional two bigs with valenciennes being you know the the slow plodding post up guy or if right, they play right. serge as the stretch five and i i i think that was a you know your people talk about the the demarcus cousins trade as like a straight up robbery mm-hmm. i think the way toronto got surge for I mean, what Terence Ross and a pick? Yeah, yeah. Is 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 such a huge win, and even if he yeah. doesn't last that long, he'll be huge for them. That's true because I remember Serge Ibaka three years ago in the in the I think it was the Spurs series against. Yep. Yeah. Okay. See, remember how big Serge being out was? He and you know Orlando was just never gonna be a good fit for him. He was supposed to be uh, the best. Yeah. And now he gets to do. Now he gets to you know not worry about scoring, be the third yeah. offensive option. Yeah. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. So you guys, I, I like the Raptors team. You guys have yeah. no faith yeah. in uh, Isaiah Thomas and the Clippers. No, sorry, in the Celtics. I I do I do I do I do have a lot of faith in Isaiah, but it's going to be interesting to see how his game is in the playoffs when the scouting reports have changed up and it's exactly. a half court game and he's it's tough, man. Like people underestimate people people don't under understand. Like he's five foot nine. And now the NBA now is so long and so athletic. Like trapping in corners is tough. Like IT's game. Let's see how it does in the playoffs. I fully believe in him. I think he's a killer. I think he's him and Westbrook are the two biggest alpha dogs in the NBA and Damian Lillard. But I think I think uh, I think teams are gonna make it tough for him though. So let's see how he, he responds to that. Yeah, I feel like I'm like I feel like there's a type of basketball player that you like. based on mm-hmm. all all these guys you know your your lilads and your uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, the, and the iversons so uh, yeah were you a point guard yourself when playing yeah i was i was like one of those guys like a scoring point guard <laughs> so um I, i took a lot of shots you know the goal was always to obviously win but you had to get 25 30 a night to do it so that's how i grew up playing and i think uh I think guys that can do that and got like these guys that I'm naming are the guys that spend the most hours in the gym mm-hmm. and they work the hardest on their craft and they put in the most reps that's why they're so confident and they could put a team on their back type of thing um and yeah I, and I, I, I think what's on. happened now is that guys like that a, a generation sort of after the Iversons and the Stefan Marbury's mm-hmm. like n- now they've become really great shooters too You know, have, like that—that's the new dimension to the game. Where uh, I, I think, like Isaiah Thomas, that's that's one of the most underrated things he did over the over the off season, where he he can just straight up do a mini Steph Curry impression from the perimeter. Right. Type of he's, like, wet. If he's, he's wet. If he's feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um, these guys, these guys can shoot the lights out. Like if you leave Isaiah open, he's hitting the three. Koshik, which team do do you not want to watch in the playoffs? I, uh, I know my answer. <laughs> I, I actually think I don't want to watch uh, Indiana Pacers, but that's like a extremely selfish reason. Uh, I I don't I don't want anybody to uh, to have a chance to vote Paul George into the All NBA team and thus making him <laughs> available for the Lakers later. <laughs> yeah, so, but, yeah, I mean, um, apart, apart from that, I I, like, I always want to see better basketball, so uh, I wouldn't. No, say my answer is always the Hawks. I'm sorry. How the Hawks? Same with me. Yeah. The Hawks. I don't want to so, watch the Hawks. <laughs> it's just the the, the the Hawks have always been uh, what people call the NBA TV series. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now they have Dwight Howard, who's basically the anti-basketball 
Um, <laughs> the anti-joy <laughs> basketball. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I want to watch Utah either, but they're playing the Clippers. I think that's so actually, I, I they're a bit chippy. Uh, Utah, I kind of like the Sears Jazz. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't are, love them, but, but Gobert, you know, he's got some skill. Uh, Hayward. So. Yeah. I'm going to have to force myself to watch Memphis and San Antonio, even though it's really good basketball, but yeah. there's something about that matchup. Like, I don't know if the jerseys just don't look right on the court or something. <laughs> like, this is boring. Could, this could, is the could first. Would it, uh, it be, Ikam, uh, that you, you have some sort of resentment to Memphis getting the Grizzlies? Maybe. Just maybe. Throwing it out there. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. So, so, how old were you not to bring back the worst memories uh, when, um, when the Grizzlies left? I was eight years old. Were you were you already a fan? Yeah, yeah. I knew exactly what was happening, so, so I was I, mean, I was really broken because I missed out on watching Kobe AI and these guys in their prime. Yeah. Like you only understand these things when you're ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. You don't understand them when you're six, seven, five, eight, right? So Did I you have the those. big country Reeves jersey? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but he um he was like a disappointment for us. And then the thing is with us is we had Seattle, which is two hours away. Yeah. So we drove down for like yeah. three years straight and then they were gone too. So for yeah. six years after the Grizzlies, All right. we were able to watch those teams. And, you know, I got I got a glimpse of those guys, but it was still hard to be able to go across the border every, for every big game. But to be able to, to be able to, you know, I live 25 minutes away from the arena. So that was something different. I really uh, used to like Sharif Abdul Rahim back in the day. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The Grizzlies, like he was, he was, he was like the original uh, yeah. big stats uh, bad team guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, also, I, sh- I I share your um, I share disappointment at the Sonics leaving too, because because uh, Gary Payton was my favorite player growing up. So to yeah, me, like yeah. those iconic green jerseys, yeah. it's yeah. just sad that that they don't exist anymore. Yeah, those, no, that's true. Green jerseys are really good. I, I feel like. That's probably the. If, if it came back today, if the Sonics came back, they'd they'd be the best jersey in the league, for sure. Easy, yeah, yeah, easy. I think these new jerseys aren't as um. They're not as wearable as the old ones. Like the old ones, you could wear to school. You could, you could wear around town and chill in. And like these ones are too performance oriented. I understand why, but yeah, like well, I don't think you could. I don't think you could wear like a. Like I don't, there's so many jer- teams I'm looking at, and like I don't see me wearing any of these jerseys anymore. Right. So I, I also blame just like fashion and dress code for that. Yeah. I think the the late '90s, early 2000s, everyone dressed up like Cameron and Fabulous, and it was yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, I mean, I, I, Iverson was basically, if he was again in this era, he, people would talk about him as they they talk about Westbrook in terms of like fashion sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. back in his day, he was sort of maligned. You know, he was considered an alternative. Right, right. That's true. I think the fashion changed so much, but um, I think the thing with Iverson was his was organic. I think a lot of these new guys are trying to do it. So it's like Iverson just did it and it happened. And now it's like with these guys, it's some of these guys, it's like they're going out of their way to do it. So it's not the same. That's true. So so before we get like more... um, Further with, with like the winners, let's talk about bit about the losers. Which which teams do you are you gonna miss in the playoffs? Um, like which players and slash teams that you'd be like, you know what? I wish I wish they were here. I wish I could watch them play. Well, I always wish the Lakers in the playoffs. So 
that's depressing, obviously. Hey, and thanks, then man. I, <laughs> I wanted I wanted to see um, Anthony Davis and yeah, Boogie and uh, Demarcus Cousins in the playoffs together. Um, I think Devin Booker is going to be a superstar. So yeah, but his time his time will come though. I think he'll get he'll get in the playoffs soon. Yeah, um, it's only second the, year, right? Yeah, I think the Timberwolves, man, if they got in the playoffs, they'd scare some teams just off their firepower, their young firepower, but they didn't get into the playoffs because that's a tough thing to do in the West. Um, I wanted the New York Knicks to be in the playoffs. When I, when the Derrick Rose move happened, I think the triangle held that team back because if that team was able to play how they can play, I think they'd be a 4-5 or five seed in the East. And you tease, man. You tease. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm 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 a big Carmelo and D Rose guy, so when I wanted that to work, I wanted those guys to, you know, go all the way as a fan, but yeah. It's tough. Koshik, uh, yeah. apart from your apart from your Lakers. No, I'm actually happy with the Lakers. I'm uh, um if, if you need the draft pick. I need the draft pick. I'm not a fan of what they're doing now. They've got their they've got a four They've been games. doing it all year. What do you mean you don't know what they're doing yeah. now? <laughs> no, I mean the last four games they've been winning. Oh, what, oh they're trying to win. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe yeah. They, they're on the largest winning streak in their last four years or something. Like what a time to do it. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. They never been on a winning streak with like uh in like Kobe's last two years? No, I don't think no, so. No, they got <laughs> I don't think so. They got four straight now. Yeah. Four <laughs> is a winning streak. <laughs> I don't think they're going to get the first pick. No, I don't think the first. I just want somebody in the top three, you know. Like, it, don't worry, you're getting you're getting Lonzo Ball no matter where he falls, right? Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No one, seems like no one else is going to touch him at this point. It's like, actually, he's going to play for the Lakers or us. I actually like him. I yeah. just don't like Oh, he's guy. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's good. He's really good. He can ball, yeah. Yeah, it, it helps um, to have a name like that, right? Like, imagine if you have a name uh, based on ball. what your profession should be. <laughs> <laughs> I always um, say that with Usain Bolt as well. Like, his name is yeah. Bolt. What That's else would he be? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's true. <laughs> uh, so, uh, guys, I want to talk about awards now. I think this is uh, where... I, I would say probably, except for the MVP, most others have like a reasonably clear winner, although there might be a couple of debates. So I'm keen to hear your thoughts, Ekam, on who you would pick for uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, I think I'd go with Draymond this year. Mm-hmm. What about you, Karan? Uh, you, you know, uh, I I love Draymond. Like that's a great pick. And if if I was asked to just pick out of my heart, that would be my pick. But yeah. I, and like he does so many things right like he he's the reason the, the 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 warriors are not the phoenix suns you know of of 10 years ago because he right, can right. really he can guard he can go big he can go small he can guard in and out um but i feel i, I think my my opinion has swayed towards uh, rudy gobert to be uh, the yeah, yeah 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 it, it, i think it's going to come down to those two they've been uh, utah's been one of the I don't know, like uh, one of the better defensive teams in the league, and he's just he just leads the league in blocks. So yeah, um, does he lead the league in blocks? Anyways, like he's he's I he's think up he there. does. I think um, I think it's gonna come down to him or Draymond. Um, and and uh, do, do you think Kawhi has a chance? I think he does, but the thing is, 
Kawhi's defense, he's had to take a notch, like not a notch, but he had to focus on it less because he's had to focus on offense more. So his energy hasn't been been used the way we've seen in the past two years. Like he's still the claw, no doubt, but he's not the claw for the full forty eight minutes. And it's just impossible to do that when you're asked to score twenty seven a night. So I think they that is a DPOI peak is kind of you know dying down I, th- I think lebron was like this too early on like he'd yeah. beat mm-hmm. guys up but True. then as you get as you get older and 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 you know people like us want to see them score more and take games over and be clutch and whatnot so that requires a lot of energy and and the human body can only do so much in, on a basketball court in a 48 minute game so yeah i think he's had to take a step back a little bit and focus more on the offense so i don't i don't know if he can be Gobert for the DPOY again, I'd be surprised. Yeah, I agree. I think like if you had to give the award based on who can be the best defender for a single possession or two, then obviously that I think is is Kawhi. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. I, I agree. Uh, and, and as much as I am a, a big Draymond hater, I I actually think he deserves the award this time as well. Uh, so. Yeah, yeah. Jump on the Draymond train. It's incredible. No. Go around kicking nuts and in, and in winning championships. Never. <laughs> I, I, I'd, be, I'd be the last one to do it. But, uh, as as, as, as someone who's as, as someone who's a Ron Artest fan, you know, I, I would imagine it, it should be easier for you to transition. Ron Artest is legitimately funny. Or Meta will be. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Ron Artest was. But, uh, yeah. It's a, I don't see Draymond the same way at all. Uh, yeah, find him annoying, but you know, we, we, we could do we could <laughs> yeah, a whole yeah, yeah. podcast about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, what about uh, Rookie of the Year? So we've, we've had a bit of a funny season in the sense that uh, I think who who ended up being the most exciting rookie uh, of probably the last five years or so is Joel Embiid, but he's only Joel played Embiid. 39 games and mm-hmm. it just it's just not happened before that someone who's played so less has ended up winning the yeah, rookie yeah, of the yeah. year so uh, Ikam what's your pick with the rookie of the he year should, yeah, I wish it was him like he was on pace to easily do it uh, he looked like a star like he looked like he's going to be an all-star soon or in a year or two from now but yeah um, it's been a bad rookie year aside from that it's been it's been a mediocre year names wise at least I think Malcolm Brogdon on the Bucks is probably going to Mm-hmm. take it just because they're in the playoffs and he's playing a big role for that team so I think it'll probably be him but I don't think Embiid can do it because he doesn't even play 40 games he didn't even play half the season yeah Karan who's yeah, your I'm, pick I'm gonna say I was leaning towards Dario Saric but but I feel that what Brogdon has done for a playoff team I think that should count you know like he's yeah. he, he's in a winning situation and he's he's sort of um he plays like a vet. Like he 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 has this calming presence about him. I mean, we look back look back look back at it years from now and be like, holy shit! Like that guy was rookie of the year. Yeah. Um, just like Tyreek Evans was rookie of the year and Michael Carter Williams <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. was rookie of the year. Yeah. Um, but it happens from time to time. I agree with you on Embiid. Embiid would have been the easy pick. Um, mm-hmm. It, 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 it's been an up and down year for him because he was, you know, he had all this star power. He, but now he misses out on Rookie of the Year and he missed out on his potential date with Rihanna because he didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All star weekend, so. <laughs> That's the thing. He missed out. <laughs> he, he, he's got. He's actually missed so much time 
from the day he's been drafted. So he's got a lot of games to play to make up for all these years that he's missed. So I just want him to get healthy and get back on the court because he brings a lot of energy. And he's going to be a, a big name for the league to year, for years to come if he can stay healthy. Yeah, and he's he's one of the most entertaining dudes around. So it's like yeah, it's always great. He's, he's old. Like yo, he he he's old school. Like yeah, he's he's like that early two thousands breed. Like you could see him sitting on the sideline at the All Star Weekend with a camera back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's we one were of those guys. I think Kaushik, remember when we spoke to Akshay uh, Manwani? We we like we we talked about him being like the spiritual successor successor to Shaq at those yeah. events. You know, yeah, exactly. Just having fun, like. That's yeah. it with the Jabberwockies and all, yeah, all yeah, that yeah. stuff. Yeah, wasn't he yeah. tweeting from the bench this time in the rookie game? He was, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> Do you have a pick, Koshik? Uh, I, I, I would honestly give it to Embiid because I don't think anybody else is impressed so much. Uh, 39 games, though. Yeah, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. Have we seen a rookie like that in, in, in the last few years? Maybe Towns, yes, but... but uh, but you have to play basketball. Like you have to actually be out there. I don't know. Yeah. Like, this is <laughs> that's yeah. part of the point, right? <laughs> I think if you, I think if you played fifty, it would have been good. Yeah, I, I understand, but just none of the other names inspire me so much. It's not like the MVP race where you have like four or five legitimate candidates, and then you have to pick between one of them. It's just this guy was head and shoulders above everybody else. So I would still, I would still give it to him, or maybe keep it like. A co-trophy between him and Saric, and give it to Sam. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we should just not get the award out here. Yeah, I mean, like, just just save yeah. it. You just save it for the dudes who deserve it, and give like. Yeah, that's I right. Know. Like they should, there shouldn't be a rookie of the year this year, and there should be two MVPs this year. So might as well, like you know, combine the two awards. <laughs> so I'm I'm against that. I don't believe in in sharing the MVP award. I, I agree. It's that. called most for yeah. a reason. Uh, yeah, we'll get, yeah. We'll get to that. Uh, another most award is the most improved player and this is something that uh, a lot of different people like to define it in different ways uh, some of them just take it as a straight up minutes jump and therefore there's more production or some of them think that somebody in, in a particular career's trajectory is meant to go one way but like exceedingly ex- uh, exceeds their, that expectation so uh, Ekam what does this award mean to you and who do you have for this season? So this award is, this award is, uh, I thought what CJ Bum did last year was the definition of that award. Like, mm-hmm. you go from like a, you just take another level. Like, there's like there's, I think there's like five levels to what you are in the league, mm-hmm. and that's like a that's like a, a star, an all star, a superstar, and then there's an the average player and a, and a role player. Obviously, um, I think this year the most improved player there's. There's a lot of guys, but James Johnson on the Heat comes to mind. Like mm-hmm. he went from he went from being a bench player in Toronto and not even getting much burn to helping this Heat team and and playing big minutes for them. Uh, again, I might be a little biased because I'm really cool with James, but I think what he's done is pretty amazing this year. Um, Gobert as well. If you think about what he's done, Giannis mm-hmm. is Giannis has done. An amazing job, but I think Giannis is supposed to do this, so he's not going to get it. Yeah, um, that's a tough one. I, I, there's more to. There's another guy, man. Who was it? Uh, D'Angelo Russell was good, but I don't think. Uh, yeah, I don't have one specific guy, but there's a few guys that come to mind. This is another weird year for that award as well. What about you guys? 
What's your pick, Karan? So, I feel like I agree. Like, the, the, this is actually my favorite award to talk about just because mm-hmm. it's, it's it, it can really, you can, right? you can really go so many ways. Like, you can go somebody like James Johnson who barely got to play and now is is incredible. He's like crushing people's souls with like yeah. his, his dunks. Um, yeah. And then you get like the, the most improved guys like uh, like Paul George and Jimmy Butler have been over the years who, who went from being solid role players to being superstars. Yeah. Um, I agree with you about the CJ McCollum pick last year. That was like a very definite um, mm-hmm. sort of marker. Right. Uh, so the guys that I, I had my eyes on were, were basically, so I'm in DC and I've seen a lot of Wizards games. And yeah. both Bradley Beal and Otto Porter like really took the game to like took the leap to a high level. Yeah, I mean, they did. They did. Beal should have been an All Star this season. He's kind of, he's kind of robbed, and Pot, uh, Otto Porter is going to get like a lot of money once he becomes mm-hmm. free agent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel that I'm going to go with the guy who took like the leap to superstardom this time around, and that's Giannis. I think mm-hmm. he went from being like we knew he was coming, and so it's sort of. Like a cheat pick because it, yeah, it's not really that's a surprise. Why that's, that's, yeah, you're not really surprised. Like you knew he was gonna be like he's he, he's to me the most exciting talent in the league since um, I don't know, listen like Anthony Davis maybe you know or Kevin Durant before that even. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so it's not surprising that he's that good, but I feel I just have to acknowledge how good he is, and uh, sure. hopefully more people can learn how to pronounce his name. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my pick for this award is actually a bit of a strange one. Uh, I think for the most part of the season, I was leaning towards Yanis, uh, but I feel like he had a few peaks in the between, but it's it's not really a completely upward trajectory. Whereas the, with my pick, Nikola Jokic, he's he's come out of like, oh, yeah. that's a good no, pick. Yeah. He's come out of nowhere it's a good and pick. He's become like the focal point of Denver Nuggets. I know they haven't made it to the playoffs, so they just got eliminated today, but. They were Westbrook ended their playoff run. That's right. Yep. In the most yep. Westbrook of all fashions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think Jokic is has become so pivotal to who they are as a team, and it, it was another team in the beginning of the season. Like nobody knew which way they'd go, whether they whether they'd be incentivized to tank or whether they'd clear their roster, do a bunch of trades or whatever. But uh, they kind of got a meaning and purpose towards their team, and that's single-handedly down to his play. So I feel like that's well, he's, that's a lot of improvement from being like wasn't he wasn't he a bench guy last year or barely? He was, yeah. Yeah, he, he's barely. They couldn't decide last year who to between him and Nurkic. Yeah. Which now now that Nurkic started like kicking butt in Portland, it's I'm kind of glad they're they're getting to do their own things. Yeah. Um, but he's made like his playmaking's made um, like Moudier almost. Uh, in you know, dispensable in that team. Like he barely gets to play, and like Jokic is sort of the yeah the point center almost. It's it's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. And and Karan, you're like Moody's unofficial father. And you, you I, I I love Moody. Like and I've been you know I've I've been rooting for him for, for day one. So it's kind of sad to see him barely like you know earn bet barely get to play anymore. Um, yeah, but he had a big game this year against Boston. I was like okay, but then. Yeah, you guys remember that one? He had a big game against Boston. Like he had a big He's first quarter. He's got game, so, but yeah. you know, just can't shoot. And in today's NBA, if you don't have that, yeah. it's, you're, you're basically handicapped. Yeah, especially right. as a guard. 
uh, now for the now for the big one. So I, f- I feel like Ekam, you've already dropped a spoiler yeah. earlier as to who your pick for the most valuable player is. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you could you explain to our listeners why why you pick Westbrook, or should just be like it's I, Westbrook and that should be enough? No, because I honestly think people are taking what he's done for granted. Um, I do think it's the best, and I think anything that happens from I think anything that happened in the NBA from '99 on. Mm-hmm. should be automatically considered more valuable than what happened before 99 because the league got so athletic the league got so talented and deep and and versatile that the game is just so much harder than it was during the previous eras i don't care about hand checking because i just know guys are super freak athletes now so westbrook did something that with the triple double and averaging 30 points a game so leading the league in scoring and averaging a triple double, like when the hell did we think that this would even be a thing, hmm. right? No one ever thought that. Like I'm writing some of these captions on Instagram. Like I was writing yesterday, Russell Westbrook scores 50 points, grabs 16 rebounds, gets 10 assists, and hits a 37 foot game winner. Like, these are the, <laughs> these are things that I'm looking at after and saying, holy shit, did I just write that? Yeah. And did this just happen? So I think we've seen something that we've never ever seen before and and that's because of Westbrook um I've never seen a guy put a team on his back like this since AI did in 01 or within his Philly years um I've never seen a guy hey man don't miss uh, Kobe from uh, 06 was it 06? Kobe and Kobe yeah 0506 yeah Kobe and 0506 but Kobe and 0506 was like he had this attitude where it was like, or you had this vibe, like he didn't care about the team. He was just yeah, playing. That's true. That's true. And, and, and everyone kind of knew, like he knew, like my team sucks. So screw yeah. you guys. I'm going to just do me. Westbrook kind of embraced his team. Like yeah, true. He, he's put them on. So, so so are you saying the Smush Parker wasn't the ideal point guard of no, the, the no, 21st no, century? No. Okay. Not at all. Not <laughs> just at all. Just what about Kwame Brown? <laughs> yeah, Not at all, man. The big three of Parker, I, Brown, I, and uh, Bedvedenko. Was he still there? Yeah, Chris Mem too. So like, Mim, so, yeah. yeah, was Devin George yeah. still around? Yeah, he was still around. I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm very bitter about those years because <laughs> me being a Kobe fan, he, I think he's the one guy that at his peak never had a team. Yeah, at his very, very peak, those were his peak two years. Like yeah. when the players at its absolute best, and he never had a squad around him. I think he, I think Kobe was so good at that point that if you gave him Pargasol in 0506, oh, they would have won the title. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would have been. That would have been a dynasty. That would have been, been four years. Yeah, four years, for sure. Uh-huh. But yeah, for the MVPs, I think it's, I think it's Westbrook with ease. Like, if you look at the numbers that he's put up, the games that he had, it's just ridiculous. Um, I think this year alone put Westbrook in the combo for top five point guards ever. I've never seen a guy take a game over at that position this way. So, are you comfortable like comfortable with the with the win-loss record? Because I'm comfortable are- with it. There's never really been an MVP from a team that has no real chance to sort of, I mean, probably f- 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 winning a yeah, title, yeah. but but like right, it might right. be tough for him to win more than one round in the playoffs. Right, right. No, I'm, I I get what you guys are coming from, but the award is based on regular season, and uh, and he's led them to a near 50 win season, and nobody thought they were going to win 50 games, and I think if anyone says they think they did, I think they're lying because. Um, with this roster, I think they were projected to win less than 30 games. And I think it was like there was rumors early on that Westbrook might get traded. That's how bad it was. So, And think about what he's done. 
And don't be surprised if they take Houston out in the first round either. Oh, I would love that, first of all. Like, I yeah. just, I, I, I find as much fun as, like, scoring and threes are, I, I really can't enjoy too much Houston basketball. So, I'll be, um, be into that. Uh, so, th- this, this has really been, I feel, one of the greatest MVP races of all time. Yeah, I, 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 I consider, like, my, my, my opinion is changing every few days. Like, I wrote an article for, um, for Eklavya's Koshik, like, last week, mm-hmm. where, where I said, just, like, had to weasel out and settle for Harden. Yeah. But, yeah. like, less than a week later, I'm like, okay, you know what, it might actually be Westbrook. But then someone made a really good argument for Kawhi yesterday, and it, it made it change my mind again. So it's I, I, I'm, I'm I'm like completely uncommitted. Um, you when it comes to this. You can't make. You that can't be. You today. can't. You can't. You yeah. can't say that. You have to pick but, someone. Yeah. But if I pick someone right at this very instant, I kind of have to go with Westbrook. He had that. Like the fifty-point game winner, he had that fifty-seven-point triple-double a week ago. Um, and that had a game tying three. That had a game tying three. Like it's, so I, I had a hard and fast rule before fifty wins. I just decided like it's an arbitrary number, but yeah. it, it usually means sixty-six uh, percent of wins. So that's two thirds of all games won. Yeah. And I I feel that's a uh, in a normal universe that is the way to go for me. That that uh, if you can't get your team to fifty wins, then you're just a great stats, not great team guy. Mm-hmm. Um. But with with Westbrook, what he's done, he's sort of like this is not a normal universe situation. <laughs> like not like he's all. not doing regular universe stuff. No. Um, but again, I just want to complicate that answer. It's not easy because uh, Harden's team teammates aren't that much better on paper. Like it's not that he's 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 rolling out with the Warriors. You know, it is a better system around him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he's led the league in assists. He's, he's second highest in scoring, and he's he's put up monster nights similarly to Westbrook. He has he doesn't have forty two triple doubles, but he has twenty. Yeah, uh, which is he's also had a fifty point triple double before. He's he's had two fifty point triple doubles. Yeah. Um, he and those um, which which is insane for me to just say out loud fifty point triple doubles. Like there there was a time when <laughs> like are we taking that for granted now that like there's gonna be guys who just do it. Um, yeah. Uh, and and I feel what for them being third in the West is no easy thing. Like they're above, uh, you know, the Clippers. They're they're above. I mean, the West sort of drops sharply, but they you know they're gonna win 55, 56 games, which is pretty impressive. And mm-hmm. then there's Kawhi, who who do the Spurs have as a star after him? Really, like Parker and Aldridge have been below below average. It's a great system, and they'll probably still win 45 to 50 games without him. So that's the argument against Kawhi. But he is the best two-way player in the league, and he's taken this team to to 60 wins. So, yeah, <laughs> Koshik. So you still haven't made a pick? No, I did. Best bro. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I think I feel like we're on. There are three ends of the spectrum that you can be not three ends, three places in a spectrum that you can be on on Westbrook and I feel like it comes on one spectrum where you say that it's Westbrook and it can't be anybody else and it can't be <laughs> and <laughs> and with Karan you're somewhere in the middle that says that you I'm can't, changing you can't decide but like it looks yeah. like Russell's <laughs> the horse name right now so I'm going to pick Russell 
Uh, yeah. I, I feel like I'm the other, the other opinion, which is like, it, it is really difficult, but I can't not pick Harden because uh, <laughs> there, there's a lot of similarity in the kind of stats that they're putting up. It's just that we have this very arbitrary um, round number obsession, and then the triple double makes sense. It is Harden's just like two rebounds a game away, and he's maybe like a point or two away in terms of average, but he's averaging. Two, uh, two more assists. He's their three point percentage is the same, but one of one of them has a slightly high two point percentage. One of them has a higher win share. One of them, the other has a higher per. So it's I feel like statistically they are very very similar. And uh, to say that, uh, say say Russell Russell Westbrook's triple double is has never been achieved before. I'm fairly certain that uh, James Harden's stats also rank in in the top whatever in all time so it's i wouldn't separate that on stats and i also think that uh, i agree with karan what he said that the the two teams okc and uh, houston they weren't necessarily supposed to be this good but they are at the end of the season so mm-hmm. my only argument here is that james harden's play and houston rockets team being built around harden's strengths and harden's style and with the just very natural fit that Mike D'Antoni's system is. It's just ended up in more wins, and that's that's my definition of value. So uh, I, I can't not pick James Harden here. So you know what's going to be fun is that they they normally announce the MVP during the first round of the playoffs, right? Yep. Yeah. Like they'll they'll announce it, you know, like one week into the first round usually, I think, or one or two. Right. And and that first round is gonna be Rockets versus the Thunder. So you're gonna have one of these two guys. Extra watching. pissed at the at the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, actually, the, uh, the funny thing is, this time around they've changed that up, and we won't hear about the MVP award till the final start. So we what? might. What? What? Yeah. yeah. So that's bullshit. Like, I think th- they should either announce it straight away, like the moment the season ends. Yeah. Yeah. Because so because I, by I, the time the finals come around, mm-hmm. you everything's changed. Like your point of view is completely changed about who's good and who's not. You know, like because right. yeah. playoffs are a different basketball. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think really, it takes away from the value too. Like they, yeah, true. they're leaving that award to the side. Like, yeah, we'll deal with that later. I don't think that's. I think it's the most prestigious award in the sport. So outside of the NBA championship, but I'm saying an individual award. So mm-hmm. I think they need to. Um, yeah. Well, I thought they need to announce it earlier. Like I hate waiting. So yeah, yeah. I think they should announce it pretty much the day of the playoffs. Like the day yeah, of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. so I think officially the. the the media members who vote for the award, they have from the end of the season to the start of the playoffs to make their vote. But this time, the NBA is having some sort of an awards night or awards function. Um, oh, so right. In, in, the, in the middle of June, and that's when we get to know. So it's it's going to be a long and weird wait. And say say Westbrook gets it and, uh, and Houston Rockets win or the other way, it's just going to be really awkward. Uh, when we think I about think that. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna leak though I think it's gonna be one of those things where yeah. like yeah. we yeah. just know yeah and it's just a announcement thing because I know for a fact that in today's day and age there's no way that media is gonna vote the votes are gonna go in and that no one's gonna leak it yeah there's so many people that are gonna see the results and have to hold that secret so yeah so, I think we'll know I think we'll know before June it'll just be a matter of the award ceremonies and it just feels forced. Mm. So since it's in June, I have another alternative idea that the NBA can try out. Is that just make it a 
like the MVP award just make it like the end of everything award, you know, like the regular season playoffs. Because mm-hmm. I hate having to decide. You know, like I, I, I think there should be one, uh, one player a season who, who's like the definitive player. Yeah. Who's like mm-hmm. the guy, but and that cha- like there's so many seasons where, where the, where the playoffs completely changed the narrative of, of who who the best or the most important player of the year was, you know. So I would be interested in that too, to 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 seeing like if you're gonna wait that long, then you might as well do the because, whole thing. Because mm. uh, say that Harden wins MVP, which is like yeah. a very defensible choice, and um, right. there'll be some arguments, but sure people will agree with it. But then. The, the Rockets lose in the first round, and it'll be an upset. And then all of a sudden, when he's when he's going on stage to to get that award, now now he's the chump. You know, it's like oh yeah, yeah you yeah, couldn't yeah. do anything despite being MVP. So yeah, 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 yeah. It's gonna be bittersweet for the guy too, because like when they're up there in June accepting an award, you know they they're gonna be fresh off a loss. They're not gonna be playing in the finals. So yeah. If I'm saying if they don't, so it's going to be a little awkward for the guy. He won't be able to fully enjoy it like he can for those three days in the first round. Yeah, true. Uh-huh. It, it's it's more than likely that that the MVP won't be playing in the NBA Finals. Yeah, and that's just, I think it's you know, more than likely. Even if it's Kawhi, I'll find it very unlikely if, if the Spurs get past Golden State. Very um, unlikely. We'll we'll finish with that. Ekam, uh, do you have? A final prediction of, of how these playoffs are gonna unroll and and who'll be there standing in the end. I just want to say if Westbrook doesn't win MVP, um, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna feel like one of the biggest crimes because, like, yeah, Harden was two two rebounds away, but from a triple double himself. But can you imagine looking back at this season? I look back at the thirty five point per game year by Kobe in 506 and say he got robbed. So I mean, if this guy averages a triple double and doesn't win the award, it's gonna be really really. Really so, tough to look at five years from now. So going back to the last guy who averaged a triple double also did not yeah. win the MVP award. I know, but the yeah. league is so much different that time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, for the playoffs, I think I think it's going to be the rubber match, the Warriors versus the Cavs. Um, I think it's going to come down to that, and and it'll be it'll be like the biggest finals out of the last three, obviously, and yeah. A lot will be on the line, legacy-wise, especially for the Warriors, especially for Kevin Durant. Do you have a prediction? Um, I still got the Cavs, man. I think the Cavs are going to win again. Yeah. What about you guys? Oshek? Yeah, I, I, I agree, I think. Uh, I feel like it's going to be those two again. And uh, I, I want to see another... Another epic LeBron James run. I feel like I've turned the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, he's what he did last year was uh, was extreme, extreme willpower. Like I'm just gonna win, and you can't do anything about it. And like <laughs> it's 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 never happened before that that you're three one down and you come back. Uh, and no. Yeah, it was, it was pretty great to see, uh, and uh, it would feed in very very well with my dream on hate. So I know. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, you guys think um, that the you, what do you think? Um, I I hope everyone's healthy. First of all, like I hate the whole asterisks that you know that guy was hurt, so the, the the finals yeah, change. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah, Steph Curry yeah. slipped or, or Kyrie and Love didn't play or whatever. You know, or and I I hope yeah, there's no nut punches. Like I've never beaten uh, Kendrick Perkins in a playoff series, which is true. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, 
But yeah, like you know, I, I hope there's no like Draymond suspensions. I like I want to see everyone at their absolute best. Like mm-hmm. th- these guys are ballers, and th- these are two of the greatest. Like I, I know I know the, the Cavs are going through a dip, but on on paper they are a stacked team, top to bottom. Like, you know, yeah. The fourth or fifth best player is Kyle Korver, who's who's a pretty incredible guy to, to have in your team. You know. Right. Um, I, I I'm gonna go with the Warriors this time. I feel um, I, I I feel Golden State really worried. I mean, not taking away from LeBron's superhumanness, but 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 the, but like the Warriors, the Warriors beat themselves. I feel last year more than uh, more than anything else. Like they they were up three one, and it was just a, a series of unfortunate incidents that led them to this collapse. And I think this time around. Yeah. Um, Having KD just changes the completely changes the whole formula because when Steph and Clay shots aren't falling, KD will get to the yeah. line. Or when KD is being double teamed, I mean, we saw how how well Steph played without KD the last month or so. So, um, yeah, it's, I hope everyone's healthy. I, I want to see some great performances, and uh, I'm going to choose the Warriors. Excellent. I see what you're coming from. Like when when things get tough this year, when shit hits the fan. They're gonna go ISO KD and let him go to the hoop. That's what they brought him for. They literally yep. brought him for these type of moments, like in the finals. So he's gonna be huge in the playoffs, like and and, and especially on the defensive end. I feel what what he brings defensively is underrated. Yeah, um, it is. If he didn't get injured, he would have probably been a, a contender for DPOA. If he yeah, didn't get uh, injured, like this would be an even more complicated MVP conversation. Because he was, it would. he was up there, and 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 they were they, they were on pace to win 67, 68 win again. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks, Akam. Thanks for joining us today. It's, it's been a pleasure having you. Uh, having thank you thank you guys so much for for having me on. Uh, Akam, thanks a lot, man. Uh, where where can we follow? Ball don't stop. How, how do how do we get news from you? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. If you follow us on those three, you'll be up to date all the time. Especially Instagram. Um, those three platforms is what we live on. So, and that's where all our website info goes to. So, um, our YouTube channel is growing still, uh, and we're gonna be doing a lot of cool stuff uh, with Satnam in about a month. Um, I'll be passing all that info, info to you guys and to the people back home. So it's going to be good. Just keep it locked. That's awesome. So hope you enjoy the playoffs, man. Uh, you're going to be busy covering it all for the next couple of months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will be. I'll be pretty busy. Any any travels? Yeah, uh, let's see what happens. Um, I usually go to the finals. So, and I love going to the Bay Area. Um, so let's see. Let's see what happens. Great. Um, thanks a lot again, Akam, for joining us. And um, yeah, enjoy the rest of the season. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much. You guys enjoy this playoffs. Right. See you, man. Um, so I want to thank Akam Nagra for joining us for episode 45 of Hoop Darshan. Uh, Kaushik, you looking forward to the playoffs? Absolutely. Uh, I've, got, I've got my league pass resubscribed to. I, I gave it a miss for a couple of months because basketball tends to be dead in February and March anyway. Uh, so it, it's back on. I've got um, I've got good viewing plans uh, with the, in the middle of work and whatnot. But perfect. Uh, it's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, looking forward to the playoffs. It's the best part. It's of, my best part. It's of my favorite time. Yeah. It's my favorite time of the year. The playoffs are just amazing. Um, thank you guys for listening, and hope you guys enjoy the playoffs too.
Yeah, that's right. Uh, and as as always, if you want to contact us on social media, Karan is at Hoopistani on Twitter and I'm at underscore Kaur67. We tweet about a few random things. Mostly basketball, I think. But, mostly uh, basketball. Mostly basketball, yeah. <laughs> uh, the podcast is uh, also at Hoopdarshan on Twitter. Uh, it's also available on the same name on Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, Podbean and a bunch of other places. So we are like Acom's basketball website which discovers everything yeah we are we're we're triple doubling like russell westbrook every night that's right or we're almost triple doubling and winning 10 more games like james harden (laughs) (laughs) on that contentious note (laughs) hashtag india basketball